everyone, this is Tosha and you're listening to the Supernova Tosha Show podcast, the show that addresses social issues and how it affects our community. Well, today we're going to be discussing the Florida SB 1718 bill. You want to know what that is? Let's talk about it. All right. So Governor Ron DeSantis has recently signed a new law that has caused concern and anxiety among the residents of Florida. The new law signed by Governor Ron DeSantis aims to strengthen measures against illegal immigration. Now, among the uh, provisions of the new law signed by Governor Ron DeSantis are... Let's see, employers, they face tough penalties for knowingly hiring or transporting undocumented persons in the state. Um, they they must e-verify, so employers must um, e-verify, um, empl- they must e-verify employment screening for new hires and businesses that um, has 25 or more employees. And uh, Florida hospitals will collect immigration status and the state will no longer recognize outside driver's license for people who are undocumented. Um, Florida's migrant relocation program gets another $12 million after previously flying nearly 50 undocumented from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. With the implementation of the new law, a number of industries that are vital to Florida, such as farming and construction, may experience a loss of workers, as many individuals are afraid to show up for work and are considering leaving the state, which could potentially cause a significant staffing crisis for Florida. Many of the workers are afraid to show up for work, and they're also stopping their children from attending school. Um, the new bill requires any employer with 25 or more employees, they must use the e-verify system to check the legal status. And if that employer fails to do so, then they can face fines up to $1,000 on a daily basis. So um, I want you to take a look at this uh, video that illustrates how much of an impact that this is going to be taken on the state of Florida. Let's go ahead and roll that first video. Come to migrants and many times they do work that others may not want to do or are able to do. But a new immigration crackdown by the Florida legislature and Governor Ron DeSantis to live and work in the state. And even though the policy is not yet in effect, CBS News Miami's Garber Zola shows us how it has already shaken the undocumented community along with employers they work for. A recent survey from the Migration Policy Institute says there are around 800 thousand undocumented immigrants right here in the state of Florida. Many taking jobs like construction and agriculture, but that may not be for long. Around South Florida, labor workers are becoming more and more scarce by the day, according to some employees. People aren't showing up to work because they're scared of being deported. And critics say Senate Bill 1718 is to blame. None of the deaths, Mr. Speaker. According to the bill, businesses could face up to a $10,000 fine per undocumented employee, and the state could revoke their license. For construction workers like Jose, 
He says half of the workers are already gone. Many workers are leaving thinking they're going to be deported, so they're going to other states. The bill also includes hospitals. Each facility that accepts Medicaid has to submit that person's immigration status. According to the Florida governor's website, taxpayers paid more than $226 million in health care costs for undocumented migrants last year. Now, work migrants like Huang say they're being threatened daily. We are being treated like delinquents. They talk about ICE and police, and everything here is just really uncomfortable right now. With the tens of thousands of migrants coming through the Texas border, Governor DeSantis says this bill should deter illegal immigrants from coming to Florida. But for those that are already here, like Maria, she says she'll stay, pray, and continue to work to help her family in hopes that she won't be deported. Working hard to help my family seems impossible, but I just have to pray to God that everything works out. The bill still needs to be signed by the governor, but once that happens, this law will take effect July 1st. I'm Gabrielle Arzola, CBS News, Miami. As the Title 42 immigration policy ends on Thursday, the Biden administration is getting ready to introduce sweeping new restrictions for migrants. CBS News has learned that under the new policy, migrants who cross the southern border without authorization will be ineligible for asylum. That's unless they can prove they requested asylum in another country. The rule does not apply to unaccompanied children. Migrants will also need to pass interviews with heightened standards than the ones used today. Those who can't prove they're eligible face deportation and a five-year banishment from the U.S. The full policy is expected to be published tomorrow. So there you have it. Um, this is a uh, new bill has caused quite a stir, quite a concern on everybody's part. Now, I do I do respectfully disagree that um, you know the notion that um, migrant workers are the only ones willing to do uh, jobs in, you know, the industries such as construction, farming, and hospitality. I mean, prior to the influx of migrant workers, there were hardworking citizens who performed these jobs, and they continue to do so. There are people that are not migrant, individuals that are not migrant workers who um, continue to do these jobs. Um, I think due to the rising cost of living and stagnant wages, many citizens found it difficult to support their families on these salaries. And so they were, for, they were forced to seek other means of um, employment opportunities. And migrant workers often live with multiple family members who share, share the household expenses. And, you know, they're also willing to accept the lower wages because, you know, these are the jobs that are available to them because of their undocumented status. Additionally, they are, you know, they often recommend friends and relatives, which um, that eliminates the need for, you know, advertising on the employer's side. So um, in addition, I just want to say that the new bill, um, Florida is allocating significant funds to relocate migrant workers to other states. So with that, um, I do have another video that I want you to look at. Let's view this video, and it shows you it shows how the funds are allocated to have um, migrant workers just basically distributed um, throughout uh, the United States. Let's go ahead and roll that second video. 
controversial program to relocate migrants anywhere in the country. New tonight, 10 Investigates' Jennifer Titus has been covering this story for us for months. And Jen, we now know what companies got this contract. Right here is the notice of intent awarding the contract to Ars Global Emergency Management, Garda World Federal Services, and Vertal Systems Company Incorporated. Of course, you have heard us talk about Vertal before. That's the company that Florida first paid $615,000 to to fly dozens of migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard last September. Days later, they were given $950,000 more, but a second flight never took off. Lawmakers questioned if the flights were going against statute. At the time, it stated money in the relocation program would be used to move illegal aliens in Florida out of the state. This past session, a new bill was written to move the relocation program from under Department of Transportation control to the Department of Emergency Management. It also specifically changes the language to allow the program to include migrants from anywhere in the U.S. and be moved to anywhere in the U.S. We did ask the Department of Emergency Management how many proposals they received from companies as well as when the next flight will take off. We have yet to hear back. So uh, there was a recent conference in Jacksonville, Florida, where Governor Ron DeSantis speaks about the $12 million in the state budget to relocate migrants to blue states. Now, the blue states and the red states, that just means that um, that's the, the way the voters predominantly choose uh, Democratic Party, which is the blue state or Republican Party, which which those are the, the red states. And uh, some of the blue states are uh, just some of them, Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Georgia, Hawaii, Massachusetts. And that's just about eight out of the, the 25 blue states. And then the other 25 uh, blue states would be uh, red states. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the other 25 states would be red states. So it's 50 states in the United States, 25 blue, 25 red. Um, to add this... Um, to add to this, the law bans undocumented people from driving vehicles, even if they are licensed from other states. So there's also a ban on localities uh, from issuing IDs to undocumented immigrants. So I just wanted to know what what do you all think? Like, what's your opinion on what's going to happen to especially the state of Florida that's banning it? Um there's a deep concern regarding Florida's economy because, you know, this um, this moment, a lot of businesses are struggling with labor shortage in the sectors such as construction and healthcare, um, agriculture, hospitality, and um, and food service. Will this negatively affect Florida's economy? We're already seeing a shortage of. Um, of, uh, of workers uh, at this time. It just kind of reminds me of a little bit of, um, you know, when we were going through the whole COVID-19 thing and it was on lockdown. And um, there were certain times where we could, like Florida was like the first state where they um, lift all the bans and the restrictions and Gover Governor DeSantis was um, instrumental in that. And I, I remember when um, I was just driving around and I'd go to um, drive by a Wendy's per se, and the dining room would be locked. And I'm like, why is the dining room locked? And they're like, we don't have anybody to work. So there'd be maybe one or two people working. 
and everybody just had to go through the, the drive-through. No one could go into the dining room because there'd literally be only two people working for a Wendy's. Um, so a lot of people predict like this is what's going to be happening. There's not going to be enough workers to work in these sectors, food service, healthcare, construction. And so uh, Florida's it's going to be really, really a bad situation. Um, what I can see happening is this. There are uh, government agencies that grant permission for foreign workers to work in the United States. And I personally feel that there are going to be more of these uh, visas that are issued. There are H-1B, H-2A, H-2B, and H-4 um, programs that, um, you know, I feel that there's going to be an increase of availability in large numbers. So my thing is, you know, even if they do something like that, why not when you find an undocumented worker, why not go ahead and grant them the H-1B or H-2A um, program or status or visa or what have you so that they are able to work since they're already here and they're working. But some people disagree saying that why would you reward someone for uh, breaking the law? But, you know, um, just we need solutions and I'm just, you know, thinking off the dome, what can we do? But, you know, if you have any um, comments or any suggestions, go ahead and, uh, you know, put them down in the comments section and let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Now, once Title 42 ends, the federal government anticipates a potential increase in a number of individuals attempting to cross the border to over 12,000 per day compared to the current estimate of approximately 7,500 per day. Um, now, if you don't remember what Title 42 is, that is the policy that was implemented during the COVID-19 pandemic under the Trump administration. And that policy involved returning migrants to their home countries or sending them to Mexico. And according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, approximately 2.8 million migrants have been apprehended since the policy was put into effect. Um, in the previous year, Border Patrol agents apprehended nearly 2 million individuals who crossed the border illegally. Additionally, an estimated 11 million people were residing in the U.S. without documentation in 2017. That's 11 million people. Wow. Um, with approximately 800,000 of them being where? In Florida. So, Governor DeSantis has continued to take a firm stance as evidenced by the recent SB 1718. During one of his recent press conferences, he also expressed concerns about the significant challenges at the southern border with Mexico. Governor DeSantis attributed the responsibility for this issue to President Joe Biden. Oh, sleepy Joe. He's stating that he was he has failed to address it since the beginning of his presidency. Now, I would like to address visitors. Um, this people who travel frequently in and out of the United States. Just bear in mind that immigration authorities have methods to detect if someone has been working illegally. For instance, now, if an individual travels back and forth um, between their home country and the United States and then staying in the U.S. for um, an extended period of time, like three months or four months at a time, 
immigration officials may ask questions about the purpose of your visit and, you know, who you plan to stay with, who are you seeing, the nature of your visit, and where will you stay? Now, if the answers are not satisfactory or raise suspicion, the individual may be subjected to secondary questioning, which can be intrusive. And uh, during this process, officials may search the individual's belongings, which includes their cell phones, um, you know, anything. They're searching for any suspicious activity. Now, if they find evidence of arrangements to meet someone for work or paying for odd jobs, very serious consequences may follow. So it is important to be truthful during the interview as it is recorded and any false statement can result in violation and severe consequences. And um, as a visitor, it's crucial not to engage in work because there will be severe consequences um, that will follow. Um, it's important also to note that all aspects of your travel are being monitored and staying in the United States for an extended period may raise suspicion. When this happens, you will be denied entry into the United States. You'll receive documentation indicating a three to five year ban and you'll be placed on a return flight back to your home country. So um, that, again, is to people who visit the United States from their home country. They go travel back and forth and they stay in the United States for extended periods of time, three months, four months, five months, even six months. If you are working um, yeah, you are being watched. So just be very careful. Now this SB 1718 law is truly going to make an impact on the state of Florida. In fact, it's going to make a significant impact. Um, some individuals have expressed concerns that it may be overly broad and the law, um, the law may affect the, the family units of the United of, of U.S. citizens or green card holders who are connected to undocumented individuals in the state of Florida. There are also concerns about potential constitutional issues and that the burden it may place on law enforcement. While the bill is intended to deter undocumented individuals from entering or remaining in Florida, it may not be a practical bill. So if you are in Florida, your undocumented person is, if you are an undocumented person living in the state of Florida, it's important that you know that you still have constitutional rights. You, you do have constitutional rights. And also you do have the expectation of privacy as well. So yes, undocumented individuals are entitled to constitutional rights. The constitution applies to all individuals based on their personal, um, based on um, each person and um, the, you know jurisdiction in the United States. The constitution uses the term people or person. It doesn't use the word citizen. So in many of its provision, which means that these laws apply to anyone physically present in the United States, regardless of their citizenship status. As a result, basic rights such as freedom of religion and speech, due process and equal protection under the law apply to both citizens and non-citizens. However, the practical application of these rights can be complex. For instance, the Fifth Amendment guarantees the right to due process, which means that no person can be 
um, no person can be, um, competed to be a witness. Oh, uh, yeah. No person can be, um, no person has to be a witness against themselves, basically. Um, or, uh, you also cannot be, um, deprived of life, liberty, or property without the due process of law. Now, uh, here's a, here's a side note. <laughs> so I have to, um, put this out there. My law degree is from the University of Social Media. So make sure that you consult an immigration attorney and become familiar with your constitutional rights. So although I'm saying this, um, this is all stuff I know about the, the, um, the constitutional rights, about it saying people, persons, and not citizens. So therefore, even if you're undocumented, you do have certain rights. Those rights, I'm not telling you what they are because, again, I don't have a legal degree from an actual law school only from social media. So I studied uh, social media law. So make sure that if you ever find yourself in a situation where you are just caught up or, you know, something's going on, or even if you're just fearful, you can contact um, an immigration attorney so that you can um, know your rights and, uh, you know, not, not live in fear. And don't have to leave your family because, again, this is going to affect not only just um, undocumented people. There are um, green card holders, uh, which are residents, legal residents of the United States, and they're also citizens of the United States that are connected to undocumented people. So um, before you start making uh, hasty decisions that will affect your family for uh, a long time, make sure that you do consult someone that um, has a, a experience as an immigration attorney and an actual uh, immigration attorney. Okay. So Loyal Family, the uh, Supernova Tosha show podcast can be heard on these apps such as Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Uh, if you have a newer device, um, you might even uh, pick it up on Google Podcasts. The goal is to be on the 10 best podcasts to listen to list. So with your viewership and with you listening and spreading the word about this new podcast, um, that's where um, I can definitely uh, hit my goal. So please share, subscribe to my YouTube channel and spread the word. I am absolutely so grateful for your time. I want to thank you for being attentive and I appreciate your presence. Thank you for allowing me into your ear, into your home, um, on your tablet, on your laptop, on your phone, wherever you're listening to or in or viewing, if you're uh, actually seeing me, I thank you so much. Continue to um, leave your comments. Uh, again, for some reason, I'm having all these issues trying to uh, respond to you, but knowing that know that I am reading them, and um, when you um, communicate with each other and just uh, have these comments and these conversations, then that's the point. I'm, you want to build an ecosystem of like-minded people who um, can bring about these discussions because when you start discussing it, we come up with solutions. Because as you see, if you leave things in the hands of our government, well, you see what's, what's, what's happening. So um, again, I'm absolutely grateful for your time. Thank you for being attentive. 
I appreciate your patience. Be careful out there. Uh, there's so many things going on. Just remember that when you leave your home and you come back home safe, it is absolutely um, one of the most precious gifts. So um, I just want to thank everybody. Uh, be safe. Walk good and peace. Be still.